Thank you, Jesus. Father, I bow down and worship you and exalt your holy name. Thank you for being our creator and thank you for qualifying us to stand even before your people. Father, I know that I've already found favor in your side and in the side of your people. So I give you thanks and I give you glory. I open their spiritual ears and eyes so that they may see things in a more spiritual way than in the physical. Unless someone's story, take a turn around as Lord, we continue to praise you, as we continue to say thank you, and as we get consumed by spirit of contentment, and also we just become cheerful. Angels of heaven, take your place. Holy Spirit, this is your holy service. Teachers, speak to us, sing to us. We are ready to receive you in Jesus Christ's name. And everybody said a big amen. amen. Can I hear a big amen? amen? The way you were shouting yesterday, can you shout now for Jesus? Now you are doing it for Jesus. You're not doing it for men. Amen. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate the King of Kings. Celebrate your neighbor. People are still people are still scared of giving high five to each other. <laughs> Can you just greet your neighbor and tell them welcome to the house of the Lord? It's time to be fed with food for soul. Tell your neighbor, celebrate the worshippers. You can do better than that. You can do better than that. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh my God, this girl Esther is so gifted. She's a gift to the body of Christ. I don't know what I can do to hold her here, but she is really gifted. Have you heard her voice apart from just drumming, doing guitar? She's I thank God. With God, nobody can't be replaced. I'm just talking to somebody. Keep sitting there with your gifts and you think you're too cool. God will just pull somebody else and give that person all the gifts of all the people who have ran away. That's how he works. I listened to her voice yesterday. I said, my God, I've never heard this kind of a voice. Like... I don't know why she doesn't sing, but she is incredible. You should just produce some music, you know, because I've been telling these ones for the years and nothing. So pull it on. Amen. So can we celebrate her? To have a woman, you know, it's a girl. She can do drums. She can do guitar. She can do voice. She can do so many things in music. And she's a teacher for music. Can you celebrate her? This morning, she's one person I want to be thankful to God for. Because we are in the season of being thankful to God. So celebrate her for me. Worshippers, don't feel jealous. You know, I celebrate you every day. But today, the Spirit of the Lord just wants to touch on this girl. That God is doing great things to her. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. My worshippers, you may take your seats. Thank you as you take your seats. God bless you. You're all looking beautiful. Can we celebrate our ashes? Amen. 
God bless you. Let's be seated for a few minutes as I take you through the word of God. We are in the season of praise and praise aligns with thankfulness. And we said we're going to be talking about thankfulness. And we said today is a service for anointing for what? Gratitude. Huh? For gratitude because sometimes we assume to be thankful is just obvious. But you'll be shocked to know that it's, it can come in a form of anointing or grace that flows inside you. That it's so easy to be grateful to small things, to big things. But the Bible says in the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 15, 18, it's very famous. Everyone, when you want to talk about thanksgiving, you know this scripture. And it says, see that, or we have it on the screen. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 15, to 18. And as I wait for the scripture, I just want to say thank you to everyone who participated in Noshad's wedding yesterday. It was incredible. It was beautiful. God bless you all. <laughs> Celebrate even those who helped in uh, doing the bridal shower. It was also very, very beautiful. We thank God for Doreen and Stella and uh, everybody. And for the wedding, we thank God for Mama Sylvia and also for Princess God bless you. We have to celebrate people. It's part of the service. Hallelujah. So we really thank God for you. We have nothing to say that you did wrong. It was all good. Amen. May God bless you and increase you. In fact, Rama, we should just have an event company because we do things by ourselves. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's read the Bible now. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek that which is good for one another. And I said verse 15. Oh, we have in verse 15, eh? Okay. And then we go all the way to 18. Verse, uh, rejoice always and delight in your faith. Go back to, the, to verse 15. I want us to read together. Let's read together, church. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek that which is good for one another and for all people. Let's continue. Rejoice always and delight in your faith. Let's continue. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful continually. Give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So the first scripture is that speaking by, you, we don't pay evil with evil. Remember Jesus came so that we give evil in forgiveness. Somebody who has done evil to you, you don't react with evil. You react with forgiveness. Amen. You understand me? You forgive that person. So then the next scripture, it shows us that we need to be grateful. To God. We need to rejoice in every circumstance. So number one, we don't pay evil with evil if we want to go before God and say thank you for what you have done. We know that even this is a test and I will pass. I forgive my oppressors. Then, number, then verse, seven, verse 16. It says rejoice always and delight in your faith. 
in this work of Christianity, if you want to be thankful to God at all times, you will have to rejoice always and delight in your faith. If you don't have this, you will struggle. If you keep on doubting your faith and you're not delighting in it, you will struggle with Christianity. You enjoy Christianity when you come to a point of delighting in your faith. And your faith comes from your salvation. Amen? So when you learn to embrace your salvation, your faith is in it and grows. And you rejoice. You know, there are people who are born again Christians, but it's like they are being punished. Instead of them rejoicing always and delighting their faith, they complain 24-7. We are in the season where we are saying we have to be thankful to God because being unthankful can be cancerous. And we don't want this cancer in our bone marrows. We don't want it in our spine. Because if it eats you, you die. And that means you can easily die because of being a person who is not grateful to God. Let's go to verse 17 shows us something also. These four scriptures, if we can move with them, they carry almost the entire gospel of Jesus Christ. It says, be unceasing and persistent in prayer. That means he knew, as you're being encouraged here, we, it shows clearly that you just don't pray once and you think that's the end. I've received. Thank you, Lord. I'm walking out. You will have to pray without ceasing yes. and with persistence. Yes. It's one way of saying thank you, Lord. Praying persistently. It's not today I don't feel like praying. Ah, God will do it for me. No. You have to pray unceasingly and persistently. How? It means when you're walking, you're praying in the Spirit. Whatever you're doing, you're doing the Spirit. You, those people who wait until Sunday to come to church to pray, those ones, they're not persistent. And it seems they cease at some seasons or in a certain duration and then they move when it's convenient. We don't pray when it's convenient. We pray at all times. And these are things will help you to have the spirit of gratitude. Because when you're prayerful at all times without ceasing, your spirit is recharged and only good things keeps on ministering to your mind. And remember to mind your mind. And remember you're a product of your own mind. Am I talking to somebody? So if you're a product of your own mind, be careful of your mind. Filter what sinks in your mind. Make sure at all times you're in thanksgiving prayers. When you do without ceasing the thankfulness prayers, I'm telling you, good things will locate you. And good answers will locate you. But if all the time you're in cursing, all the time your prayers are for asking. This kind of a prayer where you do persistently without ceasing, it should be a prayer of thankfulness. Amen. Because it can flow easily yes. after you remember the things I taught you, but we're going to look at a few things quickly. Amen? And then verse, verse 18 says what? Verse 18. 
in every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Look, we come from pray without ceasing and persistently. And the next, it's a continuation in every situation. So let's read it together. Number, number 17, verse 17 and 18. Let's read it together so there can be a flow. Be unceasing and persistent. Can we read it together? Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. This is a continuation. In every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So if you are a Christian, you cannot walk out away, you cannot walk out of this and you think your life will be better. If you don't want to live a miserable, frustrated Christian, is when you learn to be thankful to God in every circumstance. It doesn't matter what situation you're going through. You will stand and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for I know you're with me. I'll overcome this. The way life is, and if you look at the book of James, it shows us we will always go through trials. And the trials makes us grow in faith. We mature in faith. Because of how we overcome our trials. We always say, if you want to know a general in the kingdom of God, it is not how much they know the Bible. It is how much trials they have overcome. And they are still standing and praising Jesus. Without thinking, no, I need to leave this God. Because this God has destroyed me. Because this God did not come through when I lost my mother. When I lost this. When I lost my money. When I lost, no. They say, he will still check in. I know my God is my redeemer. Like Job said, he is my redeemer. He will redeem me from this situation. So the only way you can be filled with thankfulness, and especially in this season of praising God, it is when you keep on remembering all the small and the big things God has done in your life. I told people on Thursday when we were at uh, the bridal shower, that for me, Every time I have a meeting, I always ask people, is there anyone to say something? And I'm telling you, I expect everyone to say something. When people go quiet, it grieves my spirit. Because I feel when you've been given a chance to talk, there's something you should say. And that something can touch somebody who is seated there. It can be something that was needed for Charles, for somebody else who is there. So for me, I get really grieved when I see people are given a chance to speak and they don't speak. And maybe that's the only chance you have for you to get your breakthrough. And if you don't learn to talk in a meeting where there are few people, it will be a problem. The day you're called or the day you meet with the president, he asks you, what's your problem? You start thinking, hey, how do I talk to the president? Because you never learn to talk even to your parents. You never learn to talk in a meeting of five people. If you can't talk in a meeting of church people, where else can you talk? Because this is the only place you can speak. And people will know, oh, this one is foolish. Let's deliver. She'll come tomorrow. She will speak 
with a lot of brains, you know, with a lot of senses. But for today, let her be delivered as she's speaking. You know, the people, when they're speaking or they're doing things, I'm like, oh, Jesus, hallelujah. I start interceding because they can just blow a bomb that can destroy the entire meeting. But I thank God, my children, they are knowledgeable, you know. I'm not talking of here, other meetings. Here, my leaders, they speak well. But I'm just saying that in every situation in every place you find yourself and you're given a voice make sure the first word you start with i just want to take this opportunity to say thank you you can always even say thank you for making me to be part of this meeting thank you for what my manager you have said i will put it in place and i will get back to you with a good report it makes your manager feel like wow this is the person i need but you just go for a meeting, you finish, and people ask A or B, and you just move. When you're a person in every meeting, you remember to say thank you for something. Look for something. You will find something to make you say thank you. People will remember you as a thankful person. Amen. When people bless you with small things, remember to send somebody a message saying thank you. Thank you for the perfume. Remember even after one year, you know that time you brought me a perfume? I've just remembered you so much. I just wanted to say thank you. You opened doors for me. These days I get a lot. May God bless you. Amen. Remember every now and then to put that in your cycle and you will see it becoming part of you. Amen? Amen? You will not have to start complaining why your things are not happening in your life. Things are not happening in your life because you've not learned to be thankful with the little God has given you. It's until you learn to thank God for that bajaji you take so God can give you a car. God is in the business of thankfulness. Amen. And the Bible says, withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. People who are thankful to God, God will never withhold anything for them. He will give them. You know, most tithers, I'm sorry to say this. You know, most tithers, they never enjoy the blessings of abundance. I'm sorry to say this, but it's a fact. Why? Because most people who tithe, they tithe and talk. They talk too much on that tithe. Why? Already there's a prayer there for you. The Bible says that he will rebuke the devourer for you. He will bless you. You'll have an overflow. So why again are you going to give tithe? Then you have to keep on saying how you're blessing the church with tithe. You are blessing God through us. It is until you learn of tithe, it's for God. Then you read the scripture. You say, I possess and I claim this word. It belongs to me. Yeah. And you move with that word. With, a th with thankfulness. It's when you start harvesting. It's when you start eating this abundantness. Ask people who tithe and they don't talk. They leave it. God blesses them. God opened doors for them all around. Church time has come. We have to understand the principles of the kingdom of God. If you don't align with them, you will keep on praying and nothing is happening. According to the scripture we've just read, if you're a person who just goes to pray, complaining, every situation, 
I don't know whether you understand the people who complain in prayers. They go, they start. Some of them, they don't even know how to start. So they don't even start with, thank you, Father. They start, oh, Lord, I've come to you. Me, I've reached my end. I'm on dead end. Do something. Father, do something. That's how they start their prayers. The day you will be on your dead end and then you arise and say, Father, you remain to be my God. Father, I thank you. I glorify your name because I know this situation is just passing by. I will overcome it. I'm an overcomer. I'm a conqueror. With the formation, it's how you'll overcome those small things. By the time you're finishing saying, thank you, Lord, you check on your phone, a job has checked in. Somebody has sent you in Pesa. Somebody has sent you to go Pesa. That is how we deal with things of the kingdom. You have not paid your water bill, your house rent, you're struggling. Don't go to, don't come to church on a Sunday, a day like this where we need to thank God. And you're like, can prophet just talk to me? Ah, I hope this prophet will talk to me. Does she know how I'm struggling, how I'm suffering? Then if I don't talk to you, you don't come next week on Sunday, you go and look for another prophetic church. Be still. Look at everyone and say, everyone is looking beautiful. I'm also beautiful. I forget all my problems. Rent. Angels will be released. They will, they will pay the rent. Father, I just thank you for making me to be here. I want to know you better. Open my mind. Let me know you better. Amen. Let me get to know you. Amen. In my job. In my finances. God will check in easily for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. He will not withhold anything good. He will give you all without ceasing. Remember we said unthankful people are not replaying the right memories. So if you want to... Sorry. My light on my tablet is disappearing. So the Bible, the Bible here shows us that we need to remember everything of the, we need to forget the past, but to remember the good things that God has done for us. So us who are born again Christians, we are renewed. So the old you is gone. The old of the world is gone. The new you of, 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 uh, of Christ is filled with thankfulness and everything and in every situation. So just remember, unthankful people are people who don't remember the good things God has done for them. The minute you keep on remembering good things that God has done for you, you will be thankful. The same way, if you remember something Prophet Estreza did for you, you will become thankful and not bitterness. Amen? So you must replay the memories of God's blessings in your life. And the blessing number one, as I said on Friday, you, you being here in good health, it is more than enough to thank God. Being in this season, this weather that is warm, go right now to Europe. People are freezing. It is also important you thank God for the weather you're living under. Because there's a time you can find yourself in a weather you're asking, where did we go wrong? What you are most thankful about will begin to multiply in your life. I'm just reminding you what I said on Friday. When you are thankful to friends, you will find friends multiplying in your life. Friendships will locate you. If you're thankful to opportunities, opportunities will keep on locating you. If you're thankful with the little finances, 
money will keep on locating you. That's why I'm always saying, I don't like people who fold notes like this. It shows you don't appreciate the money. And if you don't appreciate money, money will not locate you. Money locates those who respect it. Don't idolize money, but respect the money. As you respect it, the money will follow you. When you respect friendship with people, those people, they will come after you. Hallelujah. So just remember, the proof of thankfulness is joy and willingness to protect. Hallelujah. You will protect, fight for the things for which you are most thankful. If it's about, that's why mothers, they fight for their children. Mothers, they will fight for their children for whatever cause. Because to them, children, it's something that they protect. So they protect with that love. And they're thankful to God. The more they're thankful to God, God does wonders even in their children. Amen. Amen. So have you ever seen a mother who doesn't appreciate being a mother? That one is cursed. We need to pray for that one. Every mother appreciates when they hold a child like this. You go to a maternity ward, see a woman when they hold the baby like this. How thankful they are to God. It is how we need to be thankful when it comes to our life that Christ has given us. He has paid it for us. Ask yourself, if Christ did not pay, where would I be today? And become thankful the fact that he even died on the cross because of you. Hallelujah, somebody. And thankfulness is a dangerous cancer that can enter quickly. It comes when continuous loved one and friend fools you with misunderstanding. We lack thank thankfulness because of the surrounding and the people who are around us. They feed you with anger. Something upsets you. And as soon as it upsets you, you are no longer grateful. And I was thinking of how actually, as human beings, we get turned away. I was watching this movie about evil and good. And I saw this girl, so they had schools. One school is on this side, for the good, they wear white, and for the evil, they wear black. And two girls found themselves dropped in those two schools, and they were wondering how, they never asked for it. But one of the girls had asked for that school of supernatural. But one day a bird just came, an ego poo, pulled them and took them uh, to, 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 the, to the two schools. One was put on the good school, the other one on the bad school. But they were always good to each other and they were best friends. And the one was wondering, why, did I, why was I put in this evil school? So she kept on wanting to change to go to the good school. She refused to wear black because they told her, for you, you need to look bad. You know, you need to wear a certain makeup that when people see you, they're frightened. But while the others, they have to look like angels. So she was always like, I need to go back. And the friend kept on fighting to bring her back to the good side. But the friend really wanted to go home. Anyway, to cut the story short, as this girl continued staying in the evil, at some point, there was this evil spirit that will appear of these two brothers who actually started this school. And it would appear the one who was bad, who killed the good brother and remained with blood. So every time he wanted to attack, blood will just appear everywhere. And so this time, she, he started coming to this girl. 
The girl is looking at herself in the mirror. Who she is. She's thinking, this is not me. Why am I here? Then the guy appears on the mirror. The evil guy. And starts telling her, see what your friend was saying. See what your friend was saying. And unfortunately, the girl had also been poisoned. But this girl has become evil. And then she was caught by the evil saying, I, I don't trust her anymore. She doesn't trust the one who is uh, in the bad school. So let's say she's called, uh, I don't want to give names of people who are here, but it ended well. So let's say she's called J and the other one is called Y. So the Y is in the good and the J is in the bad school. So now this comes, shows her how this friend is so bad and how he's, she's speaking evil. And the girl, without knowing, she started feeling like, oh, she doesn't trust me. The way I've always been good to her, she will see me. And she started changing to become an evil person. She started destroying people. She started now coloring herself to look like a bad person. But all was being, you know, pushed forward by this evil spirit. And I, it, meant, it showed me how evil spirit works in figures that we know and figures that we see. From nowhere, you know, there's, for example, there's one of the daughters here. She keeps on writing me nasty messages, like saying I've spoken about her. Do you know before God, I've never spoken that girl. But it's because people tell her things that she has ever shared with me. But me, I never shared those things with somebody. But because those things, they have a way. The fact that you share things with other people, it, you did something wrong with one person. It will always come out. Because there is a way. The nature has its own way. Of finding things out. But me I know the entire story. I know even who. How. But I said I will not defend myself. If this is how she sees me. She will just be lost and she will pull out. Without even knowing. She is losing the grace and the connection. So many other times, because I'm a prophet, and this happens to many women of God, you sit there, you see people on one-on-one, -on -one, they share with you, but they always forget they have shared with so many other people out there. But because they see you with people all the time, they think you're the one who is telling people. God would have not entrusted me to be a prophet. So what I'm trying to show you, within no time, anger starts coming. And without you knowing, all you want is to be evil to the church. But the church is innocent. The good thing is we have a system. So the system deals with you. This girl, the evil one, was dealt with. And it's until this good girl came and held her, brought her back to life. She was dead. Children of God, many other times we become unthankful because of our ears. What goes through your ears as a Christian? And your ears will not receive things from just blues. Not unless you're a prophet, you hear certain sounds. And then you know God is speaking. Your ears, they hear from what you're open to hear. So what are you open to listening to? And whom are you open to listening to? It is who are you open to listening to? And what are you open to listening to? Who are the people who rings bells in your ears? That when the bell goes, oh, it's Prophet Estreza, I have to go. Or where do they take you with that bell? You know Prophet Estreza calls you. She says, 
She needs you to come to church. You know, Prophet Estrella calls you. It's for good cause. What about those other people? They are calling you for what? If Nema calls you today, you'll be in shock. You'll have to pick the call. Because it's not obvious that she calls you all the time. Be careful because the people you work with, they will steal your good attitude. The attitude of thankfulness. The attitude of understanding you're a child of Christ and Christ has paid it all for you. So watch out on the people who walk with you and who are around you. Remember we said thankfulness is contagious and also unthankfulness is contagious. Walk off from people who will, who will give you the contagiousness of unthankfulness and walk with people who will pull you into the ways of being thankful. Be thankful even for that job that you have. Stop complaining. Complaining will not help you with anything. So anyway... Let me give you a few keys because I promised and I'm going to finish. I'll just read out. Keys that will help you in staying thankful, teachable during season of financial crisis. Because this is the time. This is the most crucial part. This is where we go down or we go high. So you need to understand certain things. Amen? Amen. So number one, recognize unthankfulness as a sin and grievous to the Holy Spirit. So when you're broke or when you're down, let me just use it in general. It can be money. It can be brokenness. Remember that unthankfulness is a sin. It's seen as a sin because it grieves horrid spirit. And that shows you why I'm normally so grieved when I see people being unthankful for what God is doing in their lives. There are people here you can pray for them. Five times, they still come back with the same thing. They don't believe. The minute they believe, they become thankful, they know it's going to happen, and it will happen within no time. Hallelujah. The Bible says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. Number two, stop discussing anything that does not build up another. So now, there are two people to be careful to discuss with. Number one, the first person you discuss with, it's your mind. I don't know how many people they find themselves talking by themselves in their mind. And it's like, you know, sometimes in my life, I feel like I'm always in movies or deja vu. Because all the time I could be talking to somebody. Even today, many other times when I come on Sunday service, I see people already I was talking to. And I was thinking, I've not seen her in a long time. And then I see her in church when I come in the morning. You have to be very careful of what you discuss with yourself. That's number one thing you have to be cautious. Number two, the outside people. So there's the inside you and the outside. Be careful whom you're discussing with and what you're discussing. Stop discussing anything that does not build you up. If your mind starts telling you you can't make it, leave that mind, slap it. Seriously, there's a way, if you find me alone, you'll think I'm a crazy woman. There's a time when things start coming in my mind, I said, my mind, shut up. I don't want to hear you. And then I start praying worship. And then my mind is aligned and starts speaking good things. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I hear joy in the house of the Lord? Amen. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians again, 
verse 4 I mean chapter 4 verse 29 let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers the more you talk good things and you discuss good things the more they will find you so if you know you're broken in a season of crisis in different things it is not a time to start discussing things that are not sensible discuss things that are sensible can i tell you one thing when you are so broke it's time for you to sit down and start working on projects that's called faith you know my account has nothing and you start planning how you'll start business how you'll be flying how you'll be doing things do it child of god and you will see it come to pass it's not a time to cancel everything ah so where is god he said he was going to give me a car he was going to give me this you start canceling no it's not a time to cancel things it's a time to write to rewrite your story Amen. Amen. Number three, focus on the wonderful blessings so evident and obvious in your life. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 68 verse 19, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Focus on wonderful blessings so evident and obvious in your life. So what God is trying, to, what the word is trying to tell us here is that Instead of you keep on thinking of the bad things or the situations that you're going through, start focusing on the good things, the blessings of God in your life. And even the ones he has promised, start thanking him for that. Hallelujah. I'm moving faster because of time. Number four, cry out to God when you sense unthankful spirit growing. The Bible says, in the book of Psalms 34, verse 17, the righteous cry the Lord here and deliver them out of all their troubles. Amen? Amen? Let me tell you, God listens to a righteous man. When you cry to him, he will come through, child of God. Amen. When you start feeling there is a spirit inside you starting to show you, to tell you that you see how you're suffering. You're nothing. Where is your God? How many have ever felt like how come certain people who don't even go to church they're doing so well? How many have been there? And you're asking, so me, I keep on going to church every day. I'm fasting. I'm praying. I'm, nothing is happening. When you feel that spirit visiting you, rebuke it. And start calling to God. Holy Spirit will check in. And you start being thankful. You'll be saying, you know one thing, they don't have peace. And you can't buy peace. Maybe they're not joyful. Maybe they're things. We don't judge them. We don't know. But at least, as who are bought by Christ, we know we have certain peace in us. And especially when we walk with the love that we have been commanded. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Number five. Confess your sin of ingratitude with a broken and contrite heart. The Bible says in Psalms 34, 18, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of contrite spirits. Amen. When you confess to God that you have not been grateful to him, he will check, you, he will check in and he will make sure that he has replaced that spirit of ingratitude and give you gratitude spirit. That you will be finding yourself singing at all time. Thank you and praising him for what he has done. 
praising others. Hallelujah. Remember, we can't just be thankful if there's nothing that is happening sometimes. Something must be happening. That's what the Bible says. In every situation, that means there's a situation. You can't just stand up here and say thank you to Charles and he's seated there and there's nothing he has done to you. Let's be realistic. He needs to have done something. When you tell him thank you, he will look at you and be like, what did I do? Then that's the time you check in and tell him, you know, remember this day you did this and that. Oh, he'll be like, oh, I had forgotten. Thank you. You're welcome. Amen? Amen. So let's make sure we confess, especially today, those who are here and you don't have this spirit of gratitude, you're, you're filled with ingratitude, you need to be broken as you ask for forgiveness. Amen? Believe your trial will cease and God will give you full deliverance. Number six, believe your trial will cease and God will give you full deliverance. Again, in Psalms 34, chapter, uh, verse 19 to 20 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them. Oh, he keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Hallelujah. Child of God. It doesn't matter how many trials you go through. God will be there for you. If you give him a chance, he will come through and deliver you. That is the day you will meet Prophet Estreza and you find your deliverance. That's the day you will meet somebody and tell you, you know, God has been speaking to me. Even yourself, you will sleep and dream and wake up afresh. God will never leave what it is. And you, child of God, you've been bought by Christ. So you are his. He will come through and you will be delivered. So don't, I've always said, don't fear trials, child of God. Don't fear trials. Don't run away from trials. Run away from temptations. Temptations, you can run away from them. But trials, they will always be there. For as long as there's goodness in you, enemy will always have his own way. And that is why we have been given Holy Spirit and angels who help us to overcome these things. So stay away from trials. I mean, stay away from temptations. When trials come, face them. Face them with the Spirit of God. Face them with the blood of Jesus Christ. Because that's what makes you become an uncommon warrior. How you overcame them. How did Jesus overcome? You see, I'm going to overcome. And you will stand and win as a conqueror. Hallelujah. Amen. Number seven. You're about to finish. Keep a picture of the miracle you are pursuing in front of you at all times. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. <coughs> Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I press toward the mark of the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What do you want to happen in your life? What are the good things that you want God to do in your life? You have to learn to put those things here. You have to keep on seeing the pictures. The more you see the pictures of that big house you want to, dream, to build, your dream house, I promise you, that house will find you. Don't ask me how when you don't have money. Because I know God is able to do it. He has done it for me. He will do it for you. 
You know, when I was growing and I was young, I've told you many times that I used to like sharing my testimonies. Every time I saw the aeroplane fly near our house, because all the flights, I don't know why they stopped, but they still do the same. Most of the flights, when they fly to Kenya, they have to go through Ngong Hills. So you could see KLM when it's about to land and British Airways, it's going down. Those days, me, I didn't know about Qatar. I only knew about KLM and British Airways and Kenya Airways. You would see British Airways going down like this and then it's, it peaks and lands. At the same time, I witnessed a lot of accidents of aeroplanes and, and that's why I had phobia for flying, but I got delivered in Jesus' name. Amen. So I could see the aeroplanes flying and I was always like, Hey, because we used to run. I don't know how many grew up in the village like me. Whenever you saw the aeroplane, you went running, following it. I don't know you're following it. Where? Well, you know, God is amazing. Eh? So we'll be following this aeroplane. And I'm telling my friends, hey, hey, come, Jerry, you see this aeroplane. And they will be looking at me like, Kwanza, mnaishika nyumba kamabati, kakukodisha. That time we are living in a small Mabati house. And I'm telling my friends, you see this flight? You know in Sheng, Kenya and Swahili. Manze, mimi nitakwagana fly na hizi mandai. Kuna zichi kivile zeko, mimi nitakwagana ka business class. Yani uko ju, nilisikia uko ndi watu uka. I'm telling you the other day when we went to bury my mom, my friend was there. She remembered me. I don't know whether you heard her say, you know all these things you see in Shiko? Na msijaribu kunita Shiko hapa. You see all these things you see happening in her life. She used to speak about them and we will be laughing. And all of us who are laughing, we are still here. You keep on laughing as we keep on flying. Put a picture and keep on seeing a picture. You want to get married to Mzungu? Keep on putting that picture of that Mr. Handsome of Mzungu here. He will locate you. He will come. You want to fly with British Airways? Me, I'm telling you. I used to say, me, I'll be married by Amzungu. Leave me alone when I fell into a light guy and I thought he was very handsome and he was Mzungu. He had copy-pasted a bit of Mzungu. And he stole my prophecy and my dream. But thank God, I'm still in it. I'm in it. I'm in my dream. I kept on saying, hey, the way I always see those women married by Mzungus, how they look nice. Me, I want to be looking like that. Hmm? I kept on dreaming, saying it's in all in my agenda books and diaries. Even flying with British Airways, my first aeroplane to leave Africa, to go to Sweden, 2000, I think, and one, I took British Airways and I made sure I sat on the first chair where the presidents, when they get in, they sit. I sat there. I said, God, you have done it for me. I know you shall do for many. In my life, I'm always praying for people. May that be your portion, child of God. But you need to see. Don't just say amen. See as I'm speaking. Ah, I'm connecting from today. I just want to see. I want to see KLM. I want to see whichever Qatar. I don't know which one fly. I want to see myself in front there. Don't worry. You might start by sitting behind. You go sit there. There is a day God himself will take you in front. Don't push yourself. God will push you. If you honor him with sitting behind there and you testify. That way, God will check in. Hallelujah. How many are saying they're ready to fly first class? 
Really? How many are saying they're seeing the man they want to get married to? How many are seeing the house they want to live in? How many are seeing themselves as landladies, landlords? It is important to put a picture. What you see with your eyes is very key. That's why I keep on asking people, what do you see? And prophets like asking people, what do you see? Or what do you hear? Or what do you have? Those three questions, you'll always meet. You meet them from the mouth of a prophet. Your eyes need to see good things. Then you will be grateful through your eyes. We have said many times, eyes are doors. Ears are doors. So whatever comes through the doors of your eyes, it's key. It will go to your brains. It will go to your everything. I mean, it will go to your mind, settle there, go to your heart and destroy you without knowing. Make sure you see good things. Child of God, it doesn't matter you grew up in poverty. Don't keep on seeing that poverty. You are now a born again Christian. You are a Christian. You are born again child of God. You need to see the things that we are told Jesus died so that we can acquire. What are those things? They are good things. Keep on seeing those things. If you don't see them, they will not follow you child of God. If you don't see your marriage working, it will never work. Don't look for people to make it work for you. You need to make it work by seeing it. It doesn't matter after how long. It will work. Amen? Amen? Point number eight, and I'm going to finish there, I think. Withdraw from unthankful and co contentious people. The Bible says, evil communications corrupt good manners. Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. As coals are burning, coals and wood to fire, so is contentious. Man to kind strife. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 21. Just remember, as we have said, this one I don't have to expound it so much. There are people you have to make a decision to stay away from them, especially in certain season, whereby you know your breakthrough is coming from this praising our God. You can't praise him if you're not thankful. And that's why we're talking about being thankful. Just remember, unthankfulness blinds you to every gift of God. And thankfulness blinds you to every gift of God. You can become critical, cynical, and fault-finding. You refuse to be thankful for you, for your, for your health, for your car, for your neighbor, for your man of God, woman of God, for your parents. You're blinded. Because you don't see those gifts. Your parents, they're a gift to you. Your spiritual parents, they're a gift to you. Your sisters in Christ, they're a gift to you. If you're not filled with a thankfulness heart, you will find yourself blinded not to see the gift God has put in your life. We buy our first car, we forget that there are bigger cars. You start complaining, you start feeling like, Immediately you want a big car. Can you first enjoy as a sign of, I am so grateful God that you gave me this car because I was walking. 
And another thing, you need to show that you're great, you're, uh, you're, you're thankful. Do you splash people with water when you're passing? Or you say, oh, there's a time I used to walk like them. I'm going to stop and carry this person. Where are you going, mama? Get in. I'll drop you on my way. Here at church, when we finish the service, how quick are you to drive off alone and hear their people who are going in the same direction? And sometimes God doesn't want you to drop them only when they're going to your direction. There's a time you have to go drop them. Then you come back to your house. That's what he loves most. Thank you, Jeremiah, for clapping for me. They are not clapping because they don't do that. So which is okay. And because I'm hitting somebody. It is not a good topic. A topic of thankfulness. It's not a good topic, my dear. They like when it's a topic of receive money today. But this is the secret of your wealth. If you don't understand it, even the money will come get finished because you did not know how to be thankful. So God took it off. God can hold on it so that you can be disciplined, so that he can teach you. He has different ways of teaching us. So, be thankful. Ingratitude can be cured. I give you only two methods and I'm done. So ingratitude can be cured. These are two things that are found like major methods. God deals with unthankfulness. The first choice is for you to enter the sacred place. If you want to receive the anointing of gratitude. Your first choice is to enter into the sacred place. Beholding his goodness and becoming thankful in his presence. It is impossible to habitually enter your private place of prayer. Praising and worshipping him. And remain unthankful when you leave. You will find yourself thankful. So it is not just you enter in a sacred place and that's it. It is you enter in a sacred place. With praises and worship. It will drive you into being thankful. Amen. Amen? So that's the method number one. And you always remember if you want to worship God fully without being held. You have to lose yourself. You have to lose your titles. You have to lose from every position and give yourself to Holy Spirit himself. The second method for dealing with unthankfulness is devastating. Loss is the best cure of unthankfulness. God simply takes away something you are not thankful for. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 47 and, uh, 47 and 48, if you can put it there, I'll appreciate. I can see it better. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 47 and 48. It says, Because you did not serve the God, the Lord your God, with a heart full of joy and gladness for the abundance of all things with which he blessed you, you will therefore serve your enemies, whom the Lord sends against you in hunger and in thirst, in nakedness, and in lack of all things, he will put an iron yoke or slavery of your neck until he has destroyed you. So one thing you have to know that 
Old Testament always wanted to repay bad with bad. But when Christ came, he just wants you to believe in him, trust in him, and do good. Because the Bible started in the scripture we read in the book of First Thessalonians, chapter 5. It says, we have not to do evil with evil. We have to do good with good. The God we have of the New Testament, he wants you to do good with good. I mean bad with good, evil with good. You pay evil with good, but not you do evil, wait for people to pay you with good. Because already you know evil is evil, you should not do evil. So don't go do evil expecting people to do good. No, you have to do good to those who are evil. So many of the times when we lose out certain things, we get to become unthankful to God. Because you feel, why did I have to lose only this one thing? But I am telling you, this time, it is important for you to be thankful in what you've lost. Because it will help to grow in thankfulness. Amen? Amen? So unthankful people are often militant, influencing others with their ingratitude. Stay away from those people. They are not satisfied to sit home alone. You have to know people who are not, grat uh, who are not grateful or who are not thankful. They are people who are never satisfied. And to satisfy them is very difficult. So be careful. If you're dating and you're about to get married, watch out on your partner. Is he a thankful person? Because you'll have to live with it forever. If you're getting a job, see if the person you're working for is thankful. To me, thankfulness means a lot. I don't even need any big gifts, but I like people who appreciate. And I pray that you meet people who appreciate you for whatever you do for them, that they remember just as the word of the Lord says, well, he will remember your sacrifices. May people also remember you. Amen. 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 So, people who are in thankfulness, they always require fuel. Where does their fuel come from? From the people who surround them. They will always look for a way to be fooled. They will pursue others with evil, with madness. And then the madness continues consumes you. Because we said a, a, a bad character corrupts a good character. Amen? If you do not remove them from your life, you will enter into a covenant with them. That will destroy you. Will destroy the blessings of God upon your life. Will destroy the place of trying. And in the place of trying is the place we gain. Is the place we gain medals. Is the place that it takes us high. That's why I said, you can't be a single mother or a divorced person and you're in the club of divorced people. You find somebody has been divorced and then they're in this church. You know, these days, people meet in groups. You just find yourself being pulled in groups. You'll just help each other with so much anger. And annoyance, every time you speak, Mimi kanifanyia hiki, Mimi kanifanyia hiki, he did is that. Anger yes. strives. Maybe you need to find somebody who was divorced and has moved on with her life or his life. He's already married. That one will encourage you somebody. Amen? Amen. Unthankful people create an atmosphere of discouragement. Motivation drained in their presses. You lose energy. Your project starts dying. Suddenly everything in your life starts looking impossible to achieve. 
you start looking for handles whom to blame whom to victimize these are people who like victimizing others you destroy every dream because of this and thankful people demotivate you you will be demoralized by somebody who is unthankful stay away from these people children of god you cannot afford the tragedy of unthankful people in your life as a christian it's an error it's an error and i finish with saying in gratitude and lack of appreciation for the for what for what god has done already in your life and is about to do is one of the most important reasons that people will never taste certain blessings and promises of god as we find in the bible you want a hundred faults become a person who appreciates become a person who is filled with gratitude raise your hand put your one hand on your left on your left hand on your chest and raise your right hand hallelujah say jesus forgive my unthankfulness i see how deadly ingratitude can be we repeat again jesus forgive my unthankfulness I see how deadly ingratitude can be. I pursue to remember your goodness, your grace, and your miracles. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. So now, as, as you're lifting your one hand and you're in the presence of God in prayers, I want you to search your heart and see where you have been in gratitude, whereby you are not grateful for what God was doing in your life. Just search it yourself and you can confess yourself to your God. Because this is a secret I live with and this is a secret of my success in different areas. If we can become people of gratitude in everything. Remember how many times you were so ungrateful and grateful because of your mother, because of your parents. But look at some of us where we no longer have them. How it feels. Be faithful to God and be grateful to God for your parents. So if you're one of those people who are, at some point you are not grateful with God because of your parents. That is a gift that you have been blinded and you're not seeing it. May you be able to repent today. Those who are watching us on Facebook and Instagram, sorry, I did not forget you. I was flowing in the spirit and I am still flowing in the spirit. So please as you connect with us and as you continue with us, I want you to be also join us, to join us in this prayer and look look at yourself, search yourself because the word of the Lord has been speaking to me in this season that most people, they are missing out in the blessing of God because of not being filled with gratitude but they're so unthankful and God wants us to be thankful how many times did your friends do something good and you are not thankful all you did you wanted more you complained you are not satisfied repent all that and God will take it away because already Jesus paid it for you hallelujah and if you have done it let's continue with the next prayer say I will sing a new song of thankfulness I will sing a new song of thankfulness and those who come close to me 
will hear about your greatness and your goodness. I shall prosper. I shall experience your goodness, your gifts, your harvest in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now, as you're still in that position, I want you to take a minute to thank God for something that you had forgotten to thank him for. Take just one minute and just be thankful to God for something you might have forgotten to thank him. Just be thankful to him now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray, Amen. Understand that gratitude is a positive response through thoughts. Hallelujah. Emotions, words, or deeds to a kind or to help rendered. Now I want to pray for you and I will release you so that we can go to the second service. Amen.